0: Hey, 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 welcome, welcome to Griff Talks Football. This is Griff, and yes, I know it's not an original name, but it's my show anyway. So, uh, as I mentioned last week before, I had decided to just make it one episode per week, combining both previewing and reviewing the games, some news of the week, and stuff to look into, um, just because I've been busy as of late, Um, such as school, my other job, and things I've also committed to but I'm still committed to this so just doing the best I can with what I got been happy but I'm happy to be able to to do this still so um, kicking off we're going to reviewing or at least review week five and talk about things that happen in each game starting with the Rams v Seahawks and when I review, again, as you may not know, when I review, I'm doing like the overall theme of the game, and then explain some details within it, uh, and then moving on to next game, the next game, and therefore. So again, reviewing in the overall theme of the Rams versus Seahawks. Russ is an MVP candidate, and Jared Goff is carrying the Rams. Te- uh, the Rams. So Russ Russell Wilson has thrown for. 12 touchdown passes, zero picks, over a 1,000 yards uh, for the year. Passing yard-wise, um, he's really one of the reasons why the Seahawks have been successful. They're 4-1 in the division right now. They're not leading the division because the 49ers are still undefeated. But definitely, uh, Rosa Wilson and the Seahawks are second in the division, won four games. They won a close game against the Rams, 30-29. to It could have gone either way. Had Greg Zerline, the Rams kicker, uh, made the 44-yard field goal instead of missing, or at least not missing it, the Rams would have been 4-1, and the Seahawks would have been 3-2. But, that's not what happened. Also, just FYI, Chris Carson, the running back for the Seahawks, also had over 100 yards rushing. But, again, credit to Russell Wilson's play. Um, So, he's definitely... As far as I know, going forward, if he continues to play well, he's definitely an MVP candidate, which also just FYI, he's number one MVP. He's been in the league since 2012. He's number one MVP. Um, This could be a first year where he wins it, but uh, we may not know. Um, But looking forward to see how he plays. As for the Rams, as I mentioned before, Jared Goff has been carrying the team. He's in top five for passing yards right now. Granted, he went 29 out of 49 for 395 yards, a touchdown, an interception in this game. Um, but he is not the reason why the Rams are are struggling. He definitely is not. Um, it's just been the inconsistent run game, which is definitely not all of Gurley's fault. He doesn't look hurt necessarily. It's just the it's been inconsistent on line play, um, some misassignments, and some. Go, some blame goes on Todd Gurley, um, but the running game has definitely been inconsistent. The play calls by Sean McVay for the run game, or at least whenever he's calling plays, hasn't really been trying to establish the run game. It's been more pass attempts as of late. Um, so, I imagine in the next game, if he's really trying to establish run, he's going to repeat, or at least repeatedly call run plays instead of pass plays. But nevertheless, um, the Rams were still with score points uh, off, off the basis of Jared Goff's play. Of course, he's got amazing receivers to throw to. Uh, Todd Gurley did get two rushing touchdowns in his game, but nevertheless, it's golf. Golf is the bigger reason why the Rams are where they are right now. Granted, they lost two games in a row. Not something you're proud about, but they still have a winning record. And it's definitely not be- because Jared Golf is is is, is bad, but rather um, he's been playing good. It's just been a consistent uh, play from, from nearly everyone on the team and in coaching staff as well in terms of establishing plays. Uh, but nevertheless, great game to see. Also, Russell Wilson, he was 17 out of 23 for 268 yards and four touchdowns. So I forgot to mention some of the stats for the Seahawks, but there you go. Moving on, Bills versus Titans. This game ended up being 14-7. And it wasn't, and I can't say it was a defensive battle, which which indeed it was, but it was terrible, consistent, it was terrible offensive play. It really was. It was bad mainly by the Titans you have a quarterback that's been in the league since uh, 2015 and he should be able to at least do something against the Bills defense or at least because he's got better athleticism athleticism than Tom Brady that's for sure but yet wasn't able to do anything because Marcus Marietta goes 13 out of 22 for 183 yards and no touchdowns, uh, no turnovers either, but still, it's it's not something to be proud of, necessarily. Derrick Henry is still the vocal point of the offense, but he can only do what he can against a top 10 rushing defense in the Buffalo Bills. They're ridiculous. The Bills defense is amazing. But through experience, you should have a better quarterback compared to Josh Allen. Who had way better stats, by the way, more completions, more attempts, more passing yards. Did throw an interception, but it had two passing touchdowns. Uh, at least he did enough to to uh, help the Bills as a team get this win over the Titans. Uh, but just the Titans are terrible. I don't know if starting Ryan Tannehill will be any better, but the Titans are just terrible right now. They they are. That's all I have to say about him. Congrats on the Bills winning. Cardinals versus Bengals. Well, the Cardinals finally got their first win of the uh, of the year. Uh, congrats to them. Um, it was basically off the play of Kyler Murray. He he threw over 200 yards. Um, had a he had almost had a 100 yards rushing too. He had 10 attempts for 93 yards. Most of it off of scrambling. Some of them have been designed rushing plays for QB. Um, he had a rushing touchdown. Um, and a couple of other players, I think one other player had a rushing touchdown as well. But it was basically field goals. That's kind of what helped propel the Cardinals to win this game. As well as, again, the play of Kyler Murray. Uh, and a rushing attack, really. But again, majority of it has been Kyler Murray scrambling. Uh, Andy Dalton for the Bengals goes, you know, throws over 200 yards, two touchdowns, did enough to kind of get back into the game to get the game tied up. But from then point on, the last shot of the game that the Cardinals had, they just drove down the field and got the game-winning field goal, 26-23. So Bengals are 0-5, Cardinals are 1-3-1. and So it was basically a battle of, of winless teams, even though one team has a tie game in the record. Um... Again, congrats to the Cardinals getting the first win. Uh, Bengals are just they're just terrible. They are. <sighs> Buccaneers versus Saints, which it was the division rivalry, by the way. And uh, Saints won. 31-24. Uh, and those also it, it it wasn't just like Alvin Kamara had a good game, had an okay game. But it was also Teddy. It was off of Teddy Bridgewater's play. He he threw over 300 yards, four touchdowns. He threw one pick, but he did take care of the ball pretty well. Um, it also helps when you have a beast in the receiver Michael Thomas, who had 11 grabs for a buck 82 and two touchdowns. Uh, Jerry Cook also had a receiving touchdown. So did Ted Kinn, Ted Ginn Jr. Right. Um, the defense. Had six sacks in the game against uh, the Buccaneers. Uh, Jameis did okay. He didn't throw a pick, but he definitely did not play phenomenal. He did he did throw over 200 yards, just barely two touchdowns. Um, I'm surprised this game was even close to begin with. Like, I expected the Saints to completely destroy the Bucs, but... Uh, through special teams, at least returning-wise, and some defensive stops, the Bucks were able to kind of get and get back into the game. Uh, I mean, they didn't have like huge kickoff returns or like they didn't have any punt returns either. But it was through their defense and then through the running game, really, that kind of propelled the Bucks to kind of get back into the game. But because of Teddy Bridgewater's play. Um, that was the reason why the Saints were able to uh, win the game, and Teddy may be the best backup QB in the league. And I say backup because remember Drew Brees has been a starter there since uh, since uh, 2006, uh, it's, and it's been 13 years. So it's it. it uh, been really, it's it's been an impressive ride for Drew Brees. He'll come back within the next couple weeks. But make no mistake, uh, if Drew Brees does retire this year and the next following years, and if Teddy Bridgewater continues to play well like this, um, I don't imagine the Saints will draft a new QB. I think they'll just keep Teddy Bridgewater because he's been in that system for two seasons now, and he's obviously been playing well. And also helps to have Alvin Alvin Kamara as your starting running back. Uh, nevertheless, impressive win, or at least good win by the Saints. Jets versus Eagles. Eagles have the worst pass defense, yet the Jets didn't take advantage of that. They're the worst. The Eagles have the worst pass defense. They have a good pass rush, all right? They're ranked top 10 in sacks, but enforcing uh, sacks, but uh, definitely worse secondary. And the Jets' offense are bad, and you think, and their defense isn't good either. But you think the Jets' offense would have taken advantage of that, but no, it was bad. The score ended up being thirty-one to six. Eagles' offense did okay for the most part, but it was the defense that forced turnovers and returned from touchdowns. Is what propelled them to to. Uh, had, win, had won this game or had won win this game. So, uh, congrats to the Eagles for winning. Falcons versus Texans. Deshaun and Will Fuller's big day. The Texans scored uh, a league high 53, not league high, but team high uh, this season, 53 points. And the Texans did get a defensive touchdown late in the game, but it was majority of those points belong to Deshaun Watson's five passing touchdowns, as well as Will Fuller's three receiving touchdowns. Deshaun went 28 out of 33 uh, for 426 yards, again, five passing touchdowns. And Will Fuller's 14 receptions, 217 yards, and three receiving touchdowns. Uh, Also, Darren Fells, the backup tight end, had two receptions for 20 yards and two touchdowns. Uh, basically, he had touchdowns in the red zone area. Uh, FYI, also, Carlos Hyde had 21 carries for 60 yards and one touchdown. Not really impressive, but nevertheless, he had a rushing touchdown. But the game, again, came down to the play of Deshaun Watson and Will Fuller. Um, and this is, I think, the fourth game in Deshaun's career where he's had a near... Perfect QB rating, as well as having five touchdowns in the game with no picks, which is really impressive. I think two of those he three of those he had last no, two of those he had last season. And then he had one like that uh in his rookie year against the Chiefs when Alex Alex Smith was still there. And then of course this game against the Falcons. And the Falcons necessarily don't have a terrible defense, but they were torched. They also couldn't sack Deshaun. Um, he was hit once. It was a forced fumble, but Deshaun picked it back up and ran for like a first down during the game. But nevertheless, they couldn't get him. There was no pass rush from the Falcons. Great protection by the Texans' offensive line. Um, the Falcons, again, put up gaudy passing stats. You know, Matt Ryan had three over 300 yards with three touchdowns in the pick. Um... They didn't really run the ball necessarily not in terms of rushing tests but like they couldn't really get the running game going because they were like it was competitive in the first half it was 17-16 but then the Texans defense made some stops the offense started clicking um, especially when uh, it's Watson and Will Fuller um, starting to connect on deeper passes so congrats to them again for having great games um, which also Hopkins he was in the game. He had seven receptions for 88 yards. But, boy, Will Fuller had great one-on-one matchups. And a credit to Watson fixing his deep accuracy or at least being able to connect passes um, over 20-plus yards or 25-plus yards. Um, so I believe he connected um, on, like, seven of them. Or at least a lot of them. So congrats again for the Texans winning. Um, And uh, they'll play. And I'll discuss this later in this episode. Uh, The Texans will play against the Chiefs uh, this week. So I expect that to be a high scoring matchup. Nevertheless. Um, Next game. Giants versus Vikings. Unimpressed by the Vikings win. I really was. I was unimpressed. You would think that with the talents of Adam, Adam Thielen and um, Stefan Diggs and with Kirk Cousins you know, actually having a good arm and with Dalvin Cook, that they would have rolled over the Giants. But evidently, that was never the case um, because for whatever reason... There was just some inconsistent play by the Vikings, but again, they scored 28 points. The Giants only scored 10, but you also have to consider like how the Giants, like they had some good drives, good momentum drives, but they didn't score a touchdown in the red zone. They either couldn't convert a touchdown or they turned over the ball. And like Daniel Jones didn't throw for over two hundred yards; he only threw for 182. But there were some deep passes that either weren't caught or definitely were inaccurate And and um I imagine the Giants offense would be more dynamic once uh Shaquan Barkley Shaquan Barkley comes back but like Kirk Cousins he threw her 300 yards he only incomplete he only threw five incomplete passes but he had two touchdowns Dalvin Cook had over 100 yards rushing Adam Thielen had over 130 receiving yards and two receiving touchdowns but I just I was unimpressed I really was and had the Vikings pass rush not got to the to Daniel Jones I think this game would have been a whole lot closer and had the Giants converted in those red zone for touchdowns I again I think this game would have been a whole lot closer but uh, evidently it wasn't Uh, so again congrats to the Vikings winning but I just was not impressed them. Patriots versus Redskins. It was 33-7. to Total domination by the Patriots. They're undefeated. And the Redskins are still winless. I mean, Brady did throw a pick. He had 42 attempts. He completed 28 of them. He did throw over 300 yards. Um, it helps when you have Julian Elliman and some other receivers and Josh Gordon too. Um, but it just—it doesn't matter what QB you start, whether it's 20 Haskins or Colt McCoy or Case Keenum, which I think he's still hurt. I don't think he's on IR. I think he's just—he's just hurt. Um, I think he's got a bad ankle. It's just—it doesn't matter. It just doesn't matter. The Redskins fired their head coach uh, earlier this past week, which that's also news the week, by the way. I—I'm not sure who they hired as interim just yet. Uh, but yeah, Jay Gruen got fired, but I blame all the management on the owner himself, Dan Snyder. Uh, until, until the ownership changes, I don't, no matter who they hire, uh, I think the Redskins will just be, unfortunately, a, a terrible organization moving forward. Um, Bears versus Raiders. How did the Raiders win? How? The Bears have a significant better defense. I mean, the Raiders offense do have some players like Derek Carr and Josh Jacobs, but like this game should have not been close. I think it boils down to the Bears having some QB problems still, and the run defense was definitely atrocious. Not in a sense of like, oh wow, they allowed 200 yards rushing, but no, like Josh Jacobs the rookie running back for the Raiders from Alabama had almost had 100 yards rushing, right? They and they gave us... Actually, I'm sorry. He had over 100 yards rushing. He had 123 yards and two rushing touchdowns. So they definitely did not stop the run. They definitely didn't force any turnovers. Bears defense. That's just that's just bad. I expected more from the Bears defensively, and that's not what happened. Uh, I mean, Chase Daniels, the QB for the Bears currently, had over 200 yards passing-wise, but he still threw two interceptions, two touchdown passes. There was no run game from the Bears necessarily. Um, Some sacks were given up. It's just bad performance by the Bears. It really was. And FYI, they didn't score any points until the third quarter. All the points were scored in the third quarter. They had the lead in the game until they gave it up. The Raiders got a rushing touchdown. Um, took the lead 24 to 21, but it's just, it's just bad. Like how, how, that's all I have to say is how, how the Bears lost. I have, I have no clue. I I can blame it on coaching. I can blame it on the players. It's a better talented team, better defense. Like that defense should have ate the Raiders' O line, but they didn't. So congrats to the Raiders on winning (sighs) Ravens versus Steelers. I am unimpressed by the Ravens' win. They knocked out the backup QB for the Steelers, so they put it in their third stringer. And Lamar Jackson had a terrible game. He only threw over 160 yards passing-wise. He had one passing touchdown, but threw three interceptions. I mean, Lamar also carried the ball for 14 times. Some of it were run design plays, and some of it were scrambles for 70 yards. But it was bad. It was just... Oh my gosh! It was bad play. It was bad play by Lamar. It really was. That was. That's the overall theme of the game was. Not only was I unimpressed by the Ravens, like winning this game and over and not overtime, but like down to the wire to a Justin Tucker field goal, which Justin Justin Tucker is one of the most excellent kickers in the game, if not the best kicker in the game today. But it was. I'm unimpressed. Um, Before Mason Rudolph got hurt, he had a good game actually. Uh, within the first, almost uh, to the second quarter. I think he got hurt in the second quarter. Um, just, and then he got hurt. And then Devin Hodges, the third string QB. He went 7 out of 9 for 68 yards. Kept the Steelers in the game. But I the Steelers are 1-4 and four at this point. I think they'll continue to have a struggling season. Uh, Ravens, I'm up to the air. I don't think they'll win in the division. I think the Browns will still win the division. Uh even though the Browns lost, which I'll get to them in a second, uh, they still have that tiebreaker. Uh, like, even though they're one game behind the, Raven, the Ravens, had they beat the 49ers uh, last night uh, or on Monday night, the game still would have been, or at least the tiebreaker will, still would have gone to the Browns because they beat the Ravens last week. So, um, it's just, uh, I was unimpressed. Jags versus Panthers. Um, it was a competitive game, it really was. But I think all of it, and all of it is is based on Christian McCaffrey. It really was. And Christian McCaffrey, and I'll get in this in this later. Uh, Christian McCaffrey is a is a stud, and he's definitely MVP candidate this year. I mean, Gardner Minshew, the quarterback for the Jack for the Jaguars, he had almost 400 yards passing, threw two touchdowns, didn't turn over. He fumbled it once, and that was from a sack. But otherwise, he didn't throw a pick. Leonard from that almost had 100 yards rushing. Um, DJ Clark Chark had eight receptions for 164 yards and two touchdowns. So the game was competitive. Um, Kyle Allen he had over 181 passing yards and one passing touchdown. Didn't turn over the ball. I'm telling you, this was Christian McCaffrey's game. He had 19 carries, 176 yards, and two passing touchdowns. He threw a pass in the game. It wasn't wasn't completed, but he did throw a pass. He also had six receptions for 61 yards and one touchdown. So, again, down to the wire. Carolina's defense made the play at the end, 34-27. But, um... Congrats again to the Panthers winning, but it's definitely, and I mentioned it last week in my episode, it was going to be a Leonard Fournette game versus Christian McCaffrey. Christian McCaffrey outplayed Leonard Fournette. Guardian Mishu again played well, but obviously it wasn't enough to help the Jags either tie this game or win this game. So congrats on Christian McCaffrey um, helping the Panthers win this game. Broncos versus Chargers. Broncos' first win. Uh, They're 1-4 now on the year. Uh, Chargers are playing inconsistent. They've been terrible thus far down the stretch. They're 2-3 on the year. Um, Phillip Lindsey had over 100 yards rushing and and a rushing touchdown. Joe Flacco had an okay game. Threw a pick but threw a touchdown pass. Threw under 200 yards passing-wise. Phillip Rivers, he had 48 attempts but on an astonishing 211 yards passing wise through two picks was sacked several times. Uh, Melvin Gordon was in the game, but de- barely did anything. Just 31 yards rushing, just inconsistent play from the Chargers. They scored on a punt return for a touchdown by Devin King or Devin Keen. My bad. Who's a corner for the Chargers. Um, but just terrible play. Um, and inconsistent play. So that's all I gotta say. Packers versus Cowboys. Aaron Jones, huge day. He had four rushing touchdowns and over 100 yards rushing. He also had... Um... He led the team in receptions. Seven receptions for 75 yards. And led the team in receiving yards. So, really impressive. Um... Aaron Jones game. Aaron Rodgers, he threw over 200 yards, but... Um... He, he basically took care of the ball. Um... It was Aaron Jones that led the way, scoring-wise. Um... Jack Prescott had a terrible, had an okay game. He threw over 400 yards. He had 44 attempts. He had two passing touchdowns, but he threw three interceptions. Um, was sacked several times. Uh, Mari Cooper had a huge game as well. He had 11 receptions for 226 yards and a receiving touchdown. Micah Gallup had seven receptions uh, for 113 yards receiving wise. Uh, Ezekiel Elliott had 62 yards rushing and a rushing touchdown. But make no mistake, it was the Packers defense that made a difference in this game, as well as Aaron Jones. Um, Dak Prescott will play a weaker team this week. I forgot their name, but I'll I'll, I'll get to them uh, later in this episode. But just atrocious, uh, not atrocious play, but just great play by the Packers defense uh, to at least help the offense, help the Packers offense be able to uh, take advantage of the defensive turnovers and being able to score points. So, again, congrats on the Packers win this game 34 24. Colts versus Chiefs. Uh, Colts versus Chiefs. Uh, Colts time of possession. Colts almost had 40 minutes of time of possession and was just run, 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 run. And basically, what it was. I mean, Jacoby Brissett had over a, a buck 50 passing wise. He did throw a pick. But Marlon Mack, who I argue is also an MVP candidate, had 132 yards rushing wise. So he was a huge reason why the Colts won. Colts played good defensively. But also, you have to account for that um, some of the starters on the offensive line got hurt. Patrick, Mar- Patrick Mahomes had a hurt ankle. So he couldn't really scramble and make those wild throws. That everyone's uh, impressed with, um, and so the score again ended up being uh, 19 to 13. Uh, Patrick Mahomes still threw over 300 yards and a touchdown. Didn't turn over the ball, but still he uh, he had a rough game in terms of uh, of being sacked. Um, yeah, I think at least at least uh, four times, four and a half times. Um, so congrats on the Colts winning that game. And finally, Browns versus 49ers, just complete domination by the 49ers. They forced three turnovers, two of them were Baker Mayfield interceptions and a forced fumble. Um, they had an okay run defense. I mean, Nick Chubb had over 87 yards rushing against the 49ers defense, but just because of the turnovers and inconsistent play uh, by the Browns, uh, just led to domination, 31-3. to Also, Jimmy Garoppolo had two passing touchdowns for uh, a measly, measly 180 yards, uh, 81 yards passing-wise. Uh, but it was the run run attack by the 49ers that kind of helped the team win this game too or definitely uh, had a huge impact Matt Bereda had 11 carries for 140 uh, for 114 yards run rushing touchdown Tevin Coleman had 16 carries for 97 yards and a rushing touchdown so again congrats to the 49ers on just dominating the team the Browns and so the rounds fall 2-3 this year. 49ers are still undefeated at 4-0 on the year. The reason why they're not 5-0 and is because they had a bye week last week. So, uh, again, again, congrats to uh, the 49ers winning this game. And so that's it for reviewing games this week. And I'll make the transition to uh, previewing games this week. Um, Pats versus Giants. It's going to be a Pats defense versus Daniel Jones. I'm not sure if Quan Barkley is going to play this week. It is. They're playing tomorrow on Thursday Night Football. But again, Packers. I mean, no, I'm sorry. Pats, Patriots versus Giants. So we'll have to see how the Pats defense, which is excellent. In their top five this year, um, do against um, Daniel Jones. Panthers versus Buccaneers, Cal Allen versus Buc- uh, Buccaneers defense. Like again, the offense going th- flow through Christian McCaffrey, but really, when the Panthers first played against the Bucs, it was at the, uh, the, the Panther Stadium home game. Uh, but they threw 50 times with Cam Newton, who barely did anything, and he didn't throw a touchdown pass in that game. And it ended up being in the hands of Christian McCaffrey on a few rushing attempts in at that fourth and one play where he didn't get the first down um but i mean if kyle allen can be able to at least manage the game or at least make some few a few throws to kind of um help the panthers get in a better position to win the game again it's going to be through christian mccaffrey but it's going to be how kyle allen also reads the coverages and does well against the Buccaneers defense Redskins versus Dolphins. Who gets their first win? That's basically what's going to come down in it. The Redskins are dysfunctional. The Dolphins are dysfunctional. Um, so I don't know who's starting for the QB for the Redskins this week. I know it's going to be uh, Josh. Uh, is it Allen? No, not Josh Allen. I'm sorry. Josh Rosen. Uh, QB for the uh, Miami Dolphins will start this week. Saints versus Jags. It's going to be Saints secondary versus the Jaguars receivers. The Jaguars receivers are fast, physical, big, uh, especially with DJ Chark and D.D. Westbrook. Um, and some of their tight ends as well. Um, Leonard when gets the ball in his hands, and receiving-wise can be a big threat. Um, the Saints have an excellent secondary, excellent pass rush, but again, excellent secondary, ma- 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 a mush on LaShawn, I'm sorry, Marshawn Lattimore, Marshawn Lattimore, who probably be on man coverage and try to shut down DJ Chark. Um, so that's what it's going to come down to is if Saints secondary can hold against uh, Jaguars passing Tech, Led by Gardner Michoud. Bengals versus Ravens. Lamar Jackson's play. Bengals are 0 and 5. Ravens should This should not even be a contest. Ravens should win this game, but it's going to be how well Lamar Jackson plays. Seahawks versus Browns. Will the Browns be consistent? One week they run the ball pretty well and win the game, and the next week they just go pass heavy and end up losing. And it's gonna, that's what it's going to come down to. Um. And the Seahawks are coming in four and one on the year, so again, they're an excellent team. Russell Wilson has not thrown pick, so I, I and the Browns' rush defense was gashed. Um, so I don't know if the rush offense is as excellent, I don't think it's as excellent as the 49ers, but definitely, um, I uh, hands down, the will Russ Wilson is definitely better than Jimmy G in terms of quarterback wise. Um, but again. Uh, it's going to come down to the Browns' identity, how the user players. Instead of you know trying to come up with trick plays, for Odell Beckham just, I would say just run the ball, play action. If Odell's open, throw it to him. If Jarvis Landry's open, throw it to him. Right. I don't necessarily think it's like so many mouths to feed, which I know it's a lot of talented players, and they'll have Kareem Hunt, uh, excellent running back, coming up in week eight off of suspension. Um, but oh my gosh, just the Browns pass protection isn't that good either right now, but they're definitely decent, if not good for, for run blocking. So again, I I just would really love the Browns, especially as a Browns fan to just run the ball, um, and play action and see if Baker Mayfield can improve his accuracy, especially this game coming up against an excellent Seahawks defense. And also, will the Browns get the first win at home? They haven't won at home, but they've won away games. So uh, we'll see. We'll see. Uh, you know how how they do. Eagles versus Vikings. Defensive game, not in a sense of like secondary, more of a pass rush. Vikings have excellent pass rush. Eagles have actually passed Rush. I think it's going to come down to who can hit the QB the most. And that may impact the quarterbacks um, uh, not only physically but mentally and how they adjust throwing the ball. Not so much throwing mechanics but rather how quickly they throw the ball. How often they escape outside the pocket. And it's gonna be—it's gonna come down to the pass rush from both teams. I feel like the Eagles will have an edge in this, uh, but make no mistake, Vikings have an excellent pass rush too. Texans versus Chiefs—it's gonna come down to Sean Watson versus Patrick Mahomes. I think like the Chiefs have poor defense. Houston Texans defense is okay. Uh, the Texans pass rush, I would say, is more phenomenal, way better than the Chiefs pass rush. But, again, make no mistake, it's going to come down to um, Deshaun Watson and Patrick Holmes. Uh, I think with if Deshaun continues to throw the ball quickly and the pass protection continues to hold up, I think he'll have an excellent game, which, fun fact, he's 6-0. Oh, so, he's undefeated when he's sacked at least one time or less. So, congrats. on. I mean, I would say in the past, congrats on that. Uh, but... Like, he wasn't sacked last week with the Falcons when they played against the Falcons. Um, so, something to look into that. Um, and, again, it's going to be very difficult to contain Patrick Holmes. I know the Colts did it, did it, but it was based off of time of possession, how often they ran the ball. Uh, Jacoby says it's not as phenomenal as Sean Watson. I guarantee you that. But also, I feel like... Th- Patrick Mahomes, his healthy is going to get better this week, so he's going to probably be able to uh, scramble a whole lot more to make those wild throws. Um, so look for that matchup; it's going to be very exciting. And I think it may be voiced by Tony Romo this game in terms of broadcast. But again, excellent game coming up: Falcons versus Cardinals. Falcons get will Falcons get their second win? Uh, and just incon play, inconsistent play from both teams. Uh, Falcons on paper are way better, but uh, will they get their second win? 49ers versus Rams, a battle of play callers. It's going to be between Kyle Shanahan and Sean McVay. Both coaches use different, various personnels. Uh, both run the ball, but as of late, uh, you know, Sean McVay, McVay has been pass heavy. Um, he runs a lot of three by one by one personnel in the sense of three receivers, one tight end, one running back or one back personnel, if you will. And then Kyle Shanahan runs a lot of uh, multiple tight end, fullback, running back formations, one one receiver, or two receivers, like an I formation, runs many multiple personnels, uh, but still runs the ball. Uh, and they've had more success running the ball uh, compared to the Rams offensively. So that's something to uh, to look to this week Titans versus Broncos is it gonna be Mariota playing the entire game or is it gonna be Ryan Tannehill uh, playing this game I don't know I don't know who's better necessarily uh, that's something you look into how Mariota does against a, I would say a porous defensive unit uh, but I mean it did do well against the Chargers this week um, but that's something to look to Cowboys versus Jets Should this even be close? The Cowboys should just annihilate the Jets. Uh, That Prescott has been eating against poorest defenses. Uh, So, you know what? This shouldn't even be a contest. I mean, Sam Darnold will play this week, but that Jets offense is atrocious. So, we'll wait and see how the game goes. Steelers versus Chargers. Uh, Chargers should win, but they've been inconsistent in their play. I think the Steelers will start the third string QB this week. Uh, Hodges, I believe, but we'll see. Lions versus Packers is going to be Stafford versus Rodgers. I mean, both teams have excellent running backs. Both teams actually have great or at least good, really good defensive units. Both have excellent receivers. Devontae Adams may come back this week for the Packers, but it's going to be Aaron Rodgers. I would say a way better quarterback than Matthew Stafford. Uh, again facing matthew stafford who has an opportunity he's coming off of bye week who has an opportunity to see if he can do well against the packers defense so that's all it for uh previewing games this week um and this is almost the end of the show i know it's been a long episode but um as i wrap it up just notable mvp candidates uh chris mccaffrey Russell Wilson, Deshaun Watson, Marlon Mack, Aaron Jones. So, Chris McCaffrey is the running back for the Panthers. Russell Wilson is the quarterback for the Seattle Seahawks. Deshaun Watson is the quarterback for the Houston Texans. Marlon Mack is the running back for the um, Indianapolis Colts. And then Aaron Jones is the running back for... Uh, the Packers, Aaron Jones leads the league in rushing touchdowns. He's in top 10 for rushing yards, I believe. Martin Mack is in top 10 for rushing yards. Huge reason why the Colts are 3-2 on the year. Uh, Deshaun Watson, he's, he's thrown over 1300 yards passing wise, 11 touchdowns, one pick. Uh, Russell Wilson has thrown 12 touchdown passes. He's thrown over a thousand yards, has zero interceptions. Chris McCaffrey has o- over, over 800 yards total purpose 800 yards total purpose wise and leaves the rig in rushing yards with with 600 yards rushing I believe um so those are my notable MVP candidates notable defensive player of the year candidates Devin McCourty he's got 40 interceptions on in the year free safety for the New England Patriots Whitty Merciless he's got five sacks on the year he's the uh, outside linebacker for the Houston Texans I mean, J.J. Watt has four um, sacks on the year, but I'm saying I'm going I'm going with Whitney Merciless, not only because, again, with five sacks, but he's got three forced fumbles. I believe three or four forced fumbles and a couple tackles for loss and an interception on the year. Khalil Mack's got, a, he's got, uh, I want to say, six sacks on the year. Uh, phenomenal beast of a defensive player. Uh, Shaq Barrett. Or Shaquille Burrett, the outside linebacker slash defensive end for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers has nine sacks on the year with two forced fumbles. Or I mean, I'm sorry, three forced fumbles. And Tremaine Edmonds, who I believe is in top five in the league for, for tackles. He definitely leads a team for the Buffalo Bills in tackles, and he's made a huge impact. And is reason why uh, the Buffalo Bills are a top three defensive unit for yards and points allowed. Um, so, congrats on them for, I would say, being notable defensive player of the year. That is the end of our show. So, I'll again um, release an episode next Wednesday. Thank you so much for listening to this episode. I know this episode has been long, but it was a lot to get into. Um, so, the next week's episode should be shorter. But again, thank you so much for listening. Thank you so much, whether it's in the morning, afternoon, night. In the morning, hope your morning's going well. In the afternoon, hope your afternoon's going well. If it's night, hope you get some rest. But again, thank you so much for listening to this episode and have a kick-ass phenomenal day.